Hi, I'm Dave Barnes. And I'm John McLaughlin. And welcome to Dadville. Dadville is a podcast where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of awesome dadding. It's funny thoughts and deep talks. So please, enjoy your time here in Dadville and enjoy this episode with... Kurt Thompson. MD. Well, the party has officially started again. So so one thing that, that uh, I, I wanted... I'm, I'm, I'm excited to hear you kind of speak to you because this is a, a bit of a new phenomenon in in uh, in our house is um, kids that start to self shame. So this idea that like as a parent where you're sitting and um, and and thankfully I've been comforted in hearing um, some of my friends dealing with this too. But this this wasn't something that I really struggled with as a kid. I, I struggled with a lot of things, namely uh, fudge stripe cookies. But um, but you know, uh, which I, I guess that is shaming I'm doing now. I'm I, yeah, yep. that's, that's, um, that's okay. We're gonna get to that. <laughs> I gonna just tell you, like, Kurt has heard all he needs to I, hear. Can I just say? Take it from can, here, can Kurt. I, can I just say one of the post-its that's outlining my laptop is fudge stripe <laughs> cookies. I'm, I'm just, oh God bless. And it you has keyboard. like a little bit of chocolate on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah just yeah, a little yeah, yeah, fingerprint of chocolate. <laughs> it um, does. Next to which the box the, of cookies that are sitting right here. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> sitting right here. Yes, sir. So, so. You know, it, it was really uh, one of my kids had a night probably six months ago where, man, they just it, it was so I haven't felt that uh, sad and sort of concerned because it's one thing to be like, oh, I didn't do something well and I'm and I'm mad, you know, and like mm-hmm. I'm really upset. But like a real sense of hearing them talk about their self-worth and it not being it really shook me like Annie and I, my wife sit down after they went to bed and. I was like, babe, I got to be honest with you. I don't know that I've ever been sort of more shaken as a parent than mm. this moment because it just felt like this is not a kid who's mad at what they've done. It's I'm not I don't have value. Mm-hmm. I don't have worth. Like, what am I? Mm-hmm. And, you know, the next morning I was trying to do the best I could. Sat and we kind of looked at some verses. I was like, man, you know, this is what God thinks about you. And this is what I think about you. Mm-hmm. But how do you it was just a, I wasn't ready for that. And I'm mm-hmm. still not. But like, how mm-hmm. how do you think about that with kids when you have a kid that starts to talk about themselves in that way. Well, you know, um, one thing that we uh, like to pay a lot of attention to is the role played by the intensity of our emotional states. So, for instance, not just the words that I use when I Mm. say I'm a horrible person, Mm. but the kind of intensity and depth with which the emotional tenor and tone mm-hmm. uh is it's, it's kind of like you know it it's kind of like the vehicle that carries the words wow and you know what tends to shake us as parents is not just like the facts of what i've just witnessed or what my kid has said but it has a lot to do with our experience of the emotional tone in the room that our kid is delivering mm. and you know like my colleague courtney likes to say emotion is contagious Mm -hmm. and it's contagious in the sense that we, I mean, it's that we talk about it being the fuel in the tank. It's what drives everything that we do. We're regulating it if it's not regulating us. And so I would be curious about the intensity of his tone. Mm -hmm. So, So that's one thing I'm like, Oh, and, and, and so like the intensity can catch, you know, catch me off guard. I mean, like, like this happens like anytime you have a fight with your spouse, mm. right? It's mm. not just like, what did she say? Mm. It's, was it the eye rolling that accompanied it? Was it the, <laughs> like all, you know, all it's, it's, it's all that nonverbal, like mm. 
vehicular stuff that, that yeah. carries things that speaks so deeply to our right now here and present moment. And so sometimes even our kids, when they're like five, six, seven, eight years old, can say and do things with a certain tone that like are difficult for us because the tone is contagious. Yeah. 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 So it's not just yeah. what they're it's not just what they're saying. And so then I get a little shaken by the tone. And when I'm shaken by the tone, it makes it difficult for me to be curious. Wow. Because this is what shame tends to do. And so I would say that in these moments, and it can be with our young children, it can be with our spouses, it can be with our bosses or employees, it can be with, you know, the, the person on the street who's now stopped their car, gotten out, and now are yelling at you for having cut them off. I have a friend mm. for whom this happened. And, uh, and so it, when, when that happens, it becomes really hard for me as a parent. I just get worried. Mm. Because what I'm probably mostly responding to in that moment actually is like i'm trying to regulate my own internal distress i i see it on the outside like i see that like what i'm really worried about is like what just happened like what my kid just did said whatever like like they are and have you know the 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 challenge but mostly my biggest challenge in that moment is me Hmm. yeah and so if i take a breath and take a step back and this takes lots of practice because and 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 evil is really smart You know, like it's um, it's this sense, you know, when you read in the text in Genesis three, when the whole shebang got started, uh, you you know, after they have the fruit fest, uh, the text reads. <laughs> Hold on. I have two quick questions. Is shebang a Hebrew term? And then two, <laughs> I've never heard of fruit fest, but I, I'm, I'm signing. I'm co-signing on both of those. OK, OK. <laughs> You can you can feel free to like copyright that. It's fine. It's, it's, it's fine. It's, it's fine. It's fine. But like after after they have they, you the text reads, and their eyes were opened. Mm-hmm. The text does not read, and they opened their eyes. It's a passive verb, and you have to ask, well, who or what opened them? And at some point, you get the sense that there's something happening between them. Like Adam doesn't open his eyes and see it. Like something comes at him and and okay. opens his eyes in this way and saw that they were naked. And and the, the, the intent of the text is not to say, oh, and they observed the fact that they had no clothes on. The intent of the text is to say they were naked and this is really bad. Hmm. But it's happening to me. There's a sense mm-hmm. in which it's happening... And so even we as parents, we hear this from our kids and like there's something that's happening to me in this mm. moment. And so what I want to do is, of course, I see this challenge that my child is having. I want to move. to, But because it happens to me, it's difficult for me to be curious. Mm, right. So if I first am able to pause and take a breath and be aware of what I'm experiencing before I start to move toward my child, mm. mm-hmm. I want to be curious and say, huh, I'm upset. Mm. I'm in distress and like, and I have all these other thoughts, like, you know, catastrophic thoughts of like, oh, my kid's going to end up, you know, and like, Mm -hmm. we, you know, we have the story all spun out. Yeah. Like in a a heartbeat. Yeah. And so uh, what's important is for me then to be curious instead of worried. Hmm. Now, this is hard for, uh, it's it's hard for me. Like I've, I've made, I've had many opportunities in which I have not done this well with my own kids. (laughs) Many opportunities, like, like, mm. Do as I say, not as I do, man. Yeah, I'm yeah. Just, so, yeah. but what happens then is that, okay, when your child senses that you are curious and not worried, mm. 
the very act of now being moving towards your child with curiosity. Wow. I wonder what's going on for you that has you saying those words. Hmm. That's a very different posture than the one that I really kind of impulsively want to take, which is like, oh, no, right. no, that's not true. That's not right. And, and right. you know, they w- when I do that, they already sense me reinforcing the fact that like what they're saying is true, because like right. I wouldn't be so worried. Well, and your emotion just intensifies their emotion and then just feeds off each other. Well, that that's the whole point, right? Yeah. Kind of like what we're saying, like this nonverbal kind of emotional exchange is they have something intense going on. And and we might say, and, and of course, you know, if you're not the parent, if you're the psychiatrist observing this happen in the room and you're not the parent himself, you can be curious about both parties and you can be curious even about the child and say, huh, I wonder what the child is doing, what the child is feeling such that their commentary I'm so bad at this. I'm like what they're doing in the moment. I wonder what they're trying to regulate by doing that. Wow. They're not, they're not just simply like stating the facts on the ground. Cause those aren't facts. They're doing something by saying these words, hmm. they're doing something to try to regulate something that they feel. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And somewhere along the line, you know, like, like, look, I, you know, if, if it's true, and I think it is, if it's true that shame begins when we're 15 to 18 months of age, we start to pick it up non-verbally. We don't even know that that's what it is. But we're like, we're already finding words by the time we're three years of age. We hear words we that we'll easily associate with this thing that I feel that I don't like. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I can come up with my own narrative, even if I've never heard it explicitly stated mm-hmm. by my parents toward me, even if I've only ever heard, you know, the very opposite explicitly stated to my parents. It's not the only place that I have access to words in the world. And at some point, the notion that like, this feels bad, I have words, I can say like, I feel bad, like I am, but like, I'm just this, because in some respects, uh, if you've ever, (laughs) if you've ever had, like, I get migraines, if you've ever had a pain that is so bad that what you want to do is like, you literally want to bang your head against the wall, in an attempt to very, for a very short period of time, feel something that's even worse that might relieve the pain that you're having. Mm, yeah, yeah. And so there is a sense in which we all, from the time we're kids, we will self-inflict things mm. ourselves as a way to bring comfort for something else that just feels like I can't, I can't get through this. And so I enter into this self-afflicting you know, afflicting moment and if we as the parent are going to pause and say, huh, I wonder what that's about. And and also assume that my presence as a parent with my being curious in mm. and of itself mm. is exactly what the child needs. Mm. The child doesn't need me to somehow reverse the policy here in the next 24 hours. Mm. Because that's not the policy. That's not what's true. So I'm not going to live as if it is. I'm going to live as if something else is going on. And this is the way the child is operating in order to regulate the something else. Yeah, that's great. It may take it, you know, it may it may take time for me to continue to have this ongoing conversation. Yeah. And the other thing I would say is this, you know, uh, I would say like, wow, you have a kid who actually says those things out loud. Yeah. When in reality, I don't think I know a human being who at some level doesn't have that same kind of a conversation in some way, shape or form about some part of their life 
and we've been doing it since we were kids. Totally. Yeah. Yep. We're just not all that consciously aware that that's what we're doing. Yeah. Right. Yep. And so yep. I, I will say this: something is already happening in your family that is creating the space for your for your child to actually have the words to say it. Mm-hmm. Something that like like good things are happening in your family whereby it's like they've got the freedom to just say these things out loud. Yeah. Yeah, that's encouraging. And so you now have the opportunity to, to be curious and say, huh, something's going on internally that is below the surface of the words. We might not find out today. We might not find out for another 10 years. Hmm. But what they need is for me to be present. I mean, our, you know, this is, I, I can say this now because our, our, it, it's, it's, it's been said publicly, but uh, back in you know, the fall of 2020, uh, our son, who's 28, uh, who was in graduate school on the West Coast, uh, you know, ran into, uh, like, you know, a, a, a mental health crisis. Mm-hmm. And I've, uh, my wife and I, uh, went to the West coast and we were there for seven weeks. Mm-hmm. And this is a kid, this is a guy, he's 28. He, this is a guy who is, you know, his, his life is luminous. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, uh, just a radiant life. And we didn't see any of this coming. It's a whole long story. Uh, and he's done a ton of work since then. But when my wife and I went, I've never been more frightened mm, in my life yeah. as a parent, because now he's not eight, he's 28. And like ad- adults can do things mm-hmm. that can be, you know, and they just scare the living daylights out of you. Mm. And, uh, I remember like, I, you know, my wife's a social worker, like we're uh, the psychiatrist, and the social worker. And like, we can't, we can't do Jack. Right. All we can do is be perpetually present and curious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And day after day after day, we're like, like, we're just waiting for the other shoe to drop. I mean, it still gets me like the way the family of God came out of the woodwork mm-hmm. for us and for him. And, uh, and, and we, you know, this whole notion of being faithful, being present, being curious when inside your own head, you're like, yeah, I want to, I want to say hard things. I want to say mean things because I'm angry and I'm terrified. Mm. Yeah. And, yeah. and we, like, we learned this lesson, like all the things that we know academically and even clinically, uh, we, we, you know, we're given the opportunity to put this into practice. Uh, and, and so that whole notion of being present you know, when how many times throughout the biblical narrative uh, we hear God say, "Do not be afraid, for I am with you." Yeah. And I'm like, what the heck does that even mean? Like, you're with me. Like, the book is with me on the table. Like, no, it's I am with you, and I want you to pay attention to me being with you. Mm. And I think that that's what we do with our kids. We draw their attention to our being with them, mm. while they are also having to work out their own story. And in that Mm. sense, you're doing everything you possibly can. Yeah. (laughs) Man. Dave, I want to give a shout out. And when I give a shout out, I always laugh because it just brings me so much joy to give a shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with free samples. You know it, John. This time of year, my allergies are in fuego. They're Mm -hmm. always on the attack, but I use this and you should too. Oh, I do, Dave. Every day in our house. Luckily for those of us 
who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, which is, this is me raising my hand, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill to relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. John, I've been taking Claritin D for my allergies for a long time, and it's been an absolute life changer. I can go for a run without my eyes watering. I may be crying, but it's not from allergies. Totally different. And I can sing without feeling like I have like a big old, let's not even call it a frog. It's it's like a toad. It's like a family of toads. It's a family. It's a turtle. Yeah. So you ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? Yeah, me. It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Hey. Hey. What? John. Dave. Yes. Hey. Sorry. No, no, we're both. We're excited. Listen. Like, can we just kick off 2022 with a better checking account? Oh, with no please. Mo- with no monthly fees? None. I can't stand my checking can account. Can we do that? Yes. Okay. You know how we're going to do it? Please. We're going to do it with Chime. Yep. Because it's an award-winning app and debit card that has no overdraft fees, no foreign transaction fees, no monthly fees, and no service fees. With over 60,000 fee-free in-network ATMs at many locations like most Walgreens, 7-Elevens, CVSs, you can access your money when you need it, where you need it. You know, you can also send money to anyone, even if they aren't on Chime. Fee-free for you and no cash-out fees for them. Make your first good decision of the new year and join over 10 million people using Chime. Sign up only takes two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score. Get started at Chime.com slash Dadville. That's Chime.com slash Dadville. Banking services provided by and debit card issued by the Bancorp Bank or Stride Bank NA, members FDIC. Get fee-free transactions in any money pass ATM in a 7-Eleven location at any AllPoint or Visa Plus Alliance ATM. Otherwise, out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. Sometimes pay anyone. Instant transfers can be delayed. The recipient must use a valid debit card or be a Chime member to claim funds. Yeah. God, that's great. God, man. It's just so hard to, I mean, it's true. I believe it in this moment. Yeah. But that's just <laughs> yeah. so, like the fact that I, there's, uh, there's only so much that I can do, which is to be, you know, curious and with my child yeah. and, and, and sort of discern all the emotions on my, my emotions that are not helpful kind of you know, put those aside. That's just such a hard thing oh, in those moments for oh, me to do. Oh, I mean, I, how many times have I wanted to say, like, shut up and listen to what I have to say to you. If you would just listen to what I'm right. about to say to you, right, right. the problem and, would be solved. Right. right. And then, and then of course, <laughs> you know, you have all these things that you like try to say and it's, they're, they're kind of like, no, no. Right. Whether they're six or they're 26. And then, of course, you know, they go have a conversation with another person who's really wise or a therapist or whatever. And they come back and they say, man, like I had this amazing conversation with my therapist and they said this and this and this. And I'm like, we had that conversation last week. (laughs) 
and you told me not right. that I, that was unhelpful. You're like, right. you know what, son? That's funny. He got that from my book. So, <laughs> did you look at that? his bookshelf? <laughs> oh my gosh! Do oh, you hilarious. see these post-it notes around my laptop? <laughs> Oh, oh okay. So, man, I've I've never heard um, self-inflicted pain uh, described in that way. That, that's we that's do really it all the time. Yeah, we all do. Yeah. And 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 of course, it's because we don't. You know, a, a lot of times, like our addictions are way are ways for us to distract ourselves from our pain that give us short-term, like pleasant relief. Yeah, right. But right. we have all kinds of other things that we do that are short-term unpleasant relief. It's just uh, that at some point you you feel like you like in your mind you run out of options of a short-term pleasant relief and so you turn to the next best thing that you have at, you know, in your toolbox. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, and I, I definitely do see my daughter, one of my daughters, I think her motivation in 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 doing the thing that Dave was describing with his kid. I think she needs me and my wife to reinforce what she knows is true. And so she's going to run the opposite way and say, like, say, I I'm not worth anything. I'm stupid. I'm all that kind of stuff. She just, just so that we will reinforce, you know, yeah. what hopefully she really knows is true, which is the opposite. Yeah. So. You know, there's you, for you guys for 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 what it's worth. There is a uh, you, you may be familiar with this. There is a uh, there is a model uh, of psychotherapy intervention called internal family systems. Yeah, and and it right, and you're familiar with it. If it's been popularized, I got some friends who've written a book about it that's really really good. And the guy who originally kind of conceptualized this, Richard Schwartz, this is about 20 25 years ago. Really thoughtful. Uh, uh, way of thinking about it. And and one of the things that's really helpful about it is, and, and interestingly enough, like, you know, he popularized really this notion that we have different parts, right? We have, there's different parts of me. There's the part of me who's a psychiatrist, the part of me that's a husband, the part of me, the part of me that feels confident, the part of me that feels terrified. Mm. Like when my wife and I are having conversations about finances, there's the mm. part of me that, that is 10 years old that shows up in the room. Oh yeah. And I said to her, this is about six months ago, we're in the middle of this one of these conversations and I'm getting anxious. And I said, I don't know why it is that, you know, when we have a conversation, I feel like I'm 10. And she said, yeah. well, you know, that's really interesting because uh, when we have these conversations, I feel like you're 10 also. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. no, that's not, you know, that's not what I was hoping you would say. I would hope you'd say, no, no, but no, I feel like I'm 10 because there was a part of me that when I was 10 got stuck mm. and never really had the opportunity to come forward. And so we have these different parts that are acting in different times and spaces. And, you know, this isn't new because in the Psalms, we read where David says, I said to my soul, why art thou downcast? Right. This is David talking about parts. There's a part of him that's doing the talking and the part of his soul that he's speaking to. Yeah. And so what, what's helpful is to be even when we think about our kids in these situations. Oh, what part of them? Like, John, well, like what part of your daughter right now is doing what she's doing as a particular way to draw you to come after her. Like that's one, just again, another, another way to, to think about this so that we're not lumping ourselves into like, well, I'm just such an awful person. It's yeah. no, what, what part of me is yeah. uh, doing that? So anyway. Hey Dave. Yes, John. Yeah. Hi. 
Hi. Hey. Hey, it's good to see you. Same to you. You know, don't you think it's interesting how often we do so much for others, but we so often forget to take care of ourselves in the same way? You know, John, if there's one thing I would describe you as, it is quick quick of hand. But secondly, secondly, it would be your giver. A giver. Thank you. Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah. And it's so it's so true, uh, which is why our sponsor, BetterHelp Online Therapy, wants to remind us all, all of us, not just you, John, who's a giver, to take care of the most important relationship, the one you have with yourself. You know, I'll tell you what, Dave. Okay. While it has taken me a long time to learn this, so I have heavily benefited from going to therapy and putting myself first at times. Yeah. Whether you love to be outdoors, hit the gym, <laughs> guilty guys. Come on. That's GYN. Put those too. weights down. I know. Play an instrument or a finally scheduled time for self-care. Be mindful of taking time for yourself like you do for others. BetterHelp makes getting help so much easier. Yeah. And I have learned that mental health should be prioritized every day. True. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. And you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people people have used BetterHelp online therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Dadville listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash dadville. That's betterhelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash dadville. Listen, if I, if I could real quick before we let you go, yeah. you have been so generous. <laughs> you guys. Coming I mean, on. Coming I mean, what on twice. What am I going to do? Like, I'm listen, you've got. We know you've got. We, I know you've got a hundred people outside in your yard, just like right. sitting. Yeah, waiting, they are. They're right there. In forty in forty degree rain. That's yeah. right. They're all. You just open the there. window and they all start clapping. They're they're out there. <laughs> they're they're out there, curious and expectant. Yeah. <laughs> We're not leaving. <laughs> That's right. We're not leaving. Not just the room. We're not leaving your neighborhood. That's right. That's right. That's right. Well, we we still have like a a a large pile of questions that we weren't able to get to. But I'm I'm gonna pick this one out because I I just wanted to ask you. You know, as a as a dad, for me, I really have a daily weight on me hmm. that is uh, a, a lot of nights I will go to bed, and I think this is getting better, but. I will go to bed and feel like I didn't quite hit the bullseye mm-hmm. as a dad, mm-hmm. which I know that that's, you know, mm-hmm. every parent listening is like, well, yeah, you know, but mm-hmm. there are days, this is what makes it even trickier is that there are days that I don't feel that. Uh-huh. And I think, yeah. I, I think there are days that I feel like I really connected with my kids. I'm almost obsessive about this sort of like elusive moment that I need to have with both of my kids mm-hmm. on any given day. Mm-hmm. It's like we almost need to like look at each other and we both need to be present. And they, I need them to know that I'm, I'm doing the thing. I'm playing school with you right now. Yeah, and, you're you know, in the room. I'm you're in, in the, the room. room. Yeah. I, so I'm curious, like, is that a... What are your thoughts on that? Is, when you hear that, are you like, yeah, dude, that's that was me the whole time or do you have thoughts on like where that's coming from is that fully healthy and what was that version for you when your kids were younger did you have yeah. some version of that yeah so so a couple things like i we we i learned you know a number of years ago now there's uh you know peter fonagy who's done all this work on attachment research um you know he uh he's he expresses 
um, this certain this data that that indicates, you know, if you for, for kids to have a secure attachment, you find that if you uh, if if you think about the amount of time that you spend with your child, and let's just and we'll put it in in the measure of like ten minutes. Of every 10 minutes that you spend with your child, the uh, amount of time that one would necessarily spend being attuned uh, is only about, in, in order to create secure attachment, you only need about four out of those 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Well, about 40% of the time that we actually have engaging, is it, is it required for us to be like fully attuned? In order for us to engender within them a sense of like dad's in the room. Yeah. yeah. Now, if you expand that over the course of, you know, longer periods of time, we're talking, you know, uh, if you have five days out of the week, 40% of that time may mean that there might be one or two or three days where not a lot of that kind of explicit stuff happens. Right. But over the course of time, the fact that you're having some of it take like 40% of the time or more uh, is a good indicator. And so that's one thing I would just, I would invite you to take comfort in and to be aware of that like we are doing well by doing that. Now, it's also, I would wanna say like the fact that you are aware that you, and you have a longing for, like you get, you know, someday, like I didn't, I didn't connect with my kid today the way I really wanted to. And the fact that there is a longing for that and a, a certain wistfulness about that, gosh, I really wish, like that's, that is a sign of your longing. That is a sign that like you're, you're like, you're a dad who's paying attention to this. Like there are a lot of dads who go to bed and like, they're not thinking this because they're not, right. they're not ever thinking this. Right. They're not ever wondering whether or not I had this, this, that kind of time. And so that I would also say I would want you to take heart in the notion that like you're aware that you have a longing and that longing is prompting you to do the work that you're mm-hmm. doing. And then I would say uh, here's the other thing that I would be curious about because I'm because uh, I'm curious about it with with me too. Yeah. And 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 this and even even to this day with my kids mm-hmm. now being adults is uh, I, I I I at times I'm, I I pause and I'm curious about my need for that how much of that is about my own unfinished business totally right which has probably been my number one thing that i have learned doing this podcast with dave is how much of my own stuff is is a big element you know in in my parenting you know what i mean so yeah right so i like that you almost had a 40 and slip for elephant and element because it's (laughs) both elephant yeah it's a regional term Yeah. yeah Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I, you know, this, uh, this other thing that we know about uh, secure attachment that has to do with, you know, of all the different variables that support and lead to secure attachment, the single most important variable is the degree to which the parent has made sense of their own story. That is the single most significant variable in whether or not their child will develop secure attachment to them. Wow. And so anytime we're going to have any kind of curiosity, like we're aware, like, oh, I'm feeling something. Again, in in some respects, it gets right back to the first question that we talked about today. It gets back like when my kid says the things about himself that they do, the first item of business. And of course, this is happening pretty fast in the moment. But the item of business is to also be like, what's going on with me? What's going on with me? What is this about? 
And to be curious about that, to ask that question in the absence of shame, not like what's wrong with mm -hmm. me, right? like why am I feeling this way? I shouldn't be feeling this. Not, not to be critical or condemning, but rather to simply be curious about that. And the fact that you are curious about it in and of itself uh, says a lot about the fact that you're in the room, you're with them, and uh, and 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 the and the work is being done. I mean, I, you know, one of the one of the hardest lessons for me, and I think other parents it, to learn is this, you know, the degree to which, from a very young age, you know, our children start to develop their own independent narrative, and they are having a relationship with God, and God is telling them their story. And I have some suggestions for God that I think He's not paid attention to. <laughs> And it is still the case. Well, my, Where do you my, file those, by the way? My, I, oh, believe you me. Is there I, a website I, that he checks? <laughs> Where you can just sort of... I, uh, mm. It's just letters. He doesn't do... I mean, my email. kids are 31 and 28, and I'm still filing these petitions. <laughs> like, what is your problem, <laughs> Holy Trinity? <laughs> can that be the name of your next book, please? It's, I, yeah, okay. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Oh, that is amazing. Wow. That well, that um, uh, I think of all the things. I mean, John just said it, but I, 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 if somebody said you can only release like a two-minute clip of Dadville for an episode every week for the rest of the podcast, that those couple of minutes would be what I would release. What you just mm -hmm. said. I think I can't. Man, I think about that so much, and it's such a helpful thing to me because I think, and it circles back to the very you know, the thing we talked about two questions ago, but in those moments when I'm sitting with my kids and, you know, somebody's struggling with shame or whatever they're struggling is by the grace of God, sometimes because of people like you and, and the wisdom that we've been given really on this podcast, in a lot of ways for me to go, okay, stop for a second. Let's hit the pause button. What is happening with me first? Like, mm -hmm. what's the narrative? Mm -hmm. How does this appeal to my to me and my story? What am I telling myself? Or I'm even dealing with the kid, right. and the value of that. And I think too, what you said. And I mean, we we bang this drum a lot on this podcast, but you know, I think that is why therapy, counseling, friends, church, being able to do your work to go. This is what I'm always bringing to things, mm -hmm. and I cannot act mm -hmm. like I'm starting at zero. Mm -hmm. Like right. a, it's my yeah. story is always informing everything and that's okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, but yep. you just got to know right. it because you can't look at a picture right. and be like, unavoidable. Oh, it's, yeah, yeah, it's unavoidable. So I think yeah, the gift of that wisdom is just profound to me and I, and yeah. I can't, you know, yeah. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to push that a little further and say, it's not just that it's, it's not only unavoidable. It is the necessary ingredient for the creation of beauty. Wow. It is not like, oh, my kids would be so much better, but it's just, you know, just it's just too bad that they're like, it's me and my story that they have to like do it with. Yeah. No, it is like we, we run these men's groups and I got to tell you, like, there's nothing that is more uh, pervasive than the reality that, and, and these are, these, these are men who are effective in the world, mm -hmm. right? There are a lot of things that they're doing well in the world and uh, it, it's stunning how difficult it is for men, I'll speak about men, women too, perhaps, but I mean, in, 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 in these gatherings where it's only men and you feel it densely in the room, mm -hmm. the conviction with which they do not believe that they have 
that they wield any emotional power in the world. Like they know that they need to fix things. They know they need to support their family. They, they, they got things they got to do to like make things okay in the world. Mm -hmm. But the notion that like just simply my presence in the room, mm -hmm. really me with my story mm -hmm. is illuminating. It is uh, what God wants to use to love the people that are within my sight line. Mm -hmm. He wants to use, like I am that important in the room. Fathers, like we like we have a hard time believing that like I'm, I'm just like working really hard not to screw it up. Yeah, right, right. We need to have these kinds of conversations with other men hmm. in particular hmm. in order for us to continue to every day put the jacket on, put put Jesus on, put the jacket on, right? Clothes make the man like and we're just like, no kidding. You put the jacket on and you're like, I'm going to walk into the room, not with arrogance, but with hmm. comfort and confidence because you're loved. Yeah. And in that sense, you're aware that your very presence of curiosity and expectation with anybody, your child not the least, is the very thing that God's going to use in that moment to draw beauty forth out of your child, even in the worst moments. Mm -hmm. And so my story, with all of its brokenness, is the very thing that the jacket covers. Mm -hmm. The jacket's not like walking in with some other story. It's walking in with the very story that is messed up, but that we are on the way toward healing and regeneration. And that's the very thing Jesus is going to use in the moment. And as our kids get older, we will name more and more about like, gosh, I'm looking, I'm listening to this conversation. And I remember what it, I like. I know what it's like to feel really like I don't like I don't matter. Mm -hmm. This is really hard to be in this space. Mm -hmm. And be aware that the very articulation of that is a river of healing. Hey, Dave. Yeah. Hey, what? Uh, Actually, we can talk in a normal oh. voice. <laughs> sorry. Okay. Sorry, you were doing it. So I, just thought I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. You know what? But I want to say this full voiced. Okay, please. You know, one of my goals that my family has set this year yep. was finding different ways to take care of ourselves. Yeah, the outdoor front yard sort of workouts are doing it great, but it's a little yeah. intimidating. Well, I want to inspire <laughs> others. You know? Oh, you are. Our partner, Athletic Greens, has made it so easy for both of us and our families to support our immune systems, energy, gut health, and so much more. You know, one of the reasons why I started taking Athletic Greens yep. is because it is trusted by leading health experts such as Tim Ferriss and Michael Gerace. Yeah, I completely agree, John. Not only is this product backed by experts, but it also costs you less than $3 a day. $3 a day, folks. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Mm, that can be expensive. Yeah. You know, the mild tropical taste is great. It's easy to travel with. Yeah. And you're going to get 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. What's not to love, Dave? Tell Gosh, me. Listen, to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. You can go five different places I know. and have a travel thing. Mm -hmm. That's how that math works. Yeah, out. Yeah. Okay, all you have to do, guys, is visit athleticgreens.com slash dadville. Again, this is athleticgreens.com slash dadville to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We read the Bible and we just forget every character outside of Jesus in that thing is mangled. Right. It's like we only remember the greatest hits, you know, right. and you forget yeah. all of these just 
and, and, and the thing that I love the most about uh, this faith is that God's like, yeah, I know. And you're like, yeah, yeah but I mean, yeah. gosh, let's talk about Abraham and Wolf. He's like, yeah, and, and we move. Oh. <laughs> you know, it's not like, yeah. and I just think somehow in Christendom we go, God, these heroes of the faith, you know, and then you realize like, yeah, just a small asterisk, a couple of things you need to know about some of these guys and go, and yet we just, we obsess about the, the, the strengths uh, and just totally forget the things that God knew and still dealt with, with yeah. grace and, and, and mobility. Like it wasn't yeah. you, d David, you did what, <laughs> you know, yes, you deal with the sin. He, he reaps the consequences, but then he's up and moving. God's like, yeah. let's get up, let's go, yeah. you know? And I think yeah. to hear you say that is so powerful. I think, you know, that there, when we as men, especially this being Dadville, again, when we as men can understand how much power God has given to us, um, I think a lot about our kids, but, and how we can affect the world in these really dynamic and dangerous ways. It's mm -hmm. funny because it's mm -hmm. almost like, you know, it's almost like when you start to understand that it almost gets overwhelming in the opposite sense. Cause you yep. almost realize like, man, right. I'm kind of carrying around this power, mm. uh, to affect, mm. uh, for good or mm. bad. And I think mm. that's mm. to me, one of the most sobering things about being a man in the mm. world is just realizing mm. it's not mm. that we're under, it's that, yeah, it's a great lie. I think the devil tells us it's like, oh man, you're impotent. It's nothing's going to happen when the truth is, I think we are so powerful. It's in, in how we affect our families, our wives, the world, like our friends, it's, it's almost, it's, it almost gets scary the other way, you know, when you sort of go like, man, I, I have a, a, a way to affect people that is dramatic, you know, mm. and hopefully mm. we can use that for good and for beauty. Yeah. And like you said, bringing God into the world, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so we always ask these two questions and I'm really, I, I, I'm, I'm especially excited to sort of hear you, uh, address these, um, at the end of these podcasts, but, um, one is, uh, what's the one thing that you want your kids to know? Um, well, you know, I don't, I don't, I, the one thing is, you know, I, I would say, you know, uh, a, a, a thing that is, in, uh, important to me is I, I would want them to know, uh, that no matter what's happening, I'm not leaving the room. Hmm. And, uh, and the me that's staying in the room is going to be someone who's, uh, going to be looking for them with curiosity and expectation. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, when you say expectation, can you explain that? Yeah. I, by expectation, I mean, like I have an expectation of their capacity for growth an expectation mm -hmm. of their capacity to move from this place where they are, you know, banging them, you know, beating themselves up to a place where they leave that, where they let that go. Yeah. But also, a, a, you know, the expectation of I, I, an expectation and, uh, there's a certain, you know, element of, uh, we want, we might all mm, might say even demand, but the, the expectation of your, you you can grow and you will grow and that and the expectation is that you're going to have to grow within a certain you know set of ways that the world is made hmm. yeah like lewis's you know phrase that god is easy to please and hard to satisfy hmm. you know he's he's in the room he's never leaving the room and he's easy to please but he's always going to be placing demands on us hmm. and you know we're 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 kind of allergic to that notion that anybody could place demands use that language to place demands i mean like 
Well, the reality, we place demands on people all the time, right? Like, no, you can't drive 60 in a 30 mile an hour speed zone. Like I, we have a demand and like, we all kind of agree to that. Yeah, so I, I, I think I would want them to know that I'm not leaving the room and I'm going to remain there with a posture of curiosity and expectation. Mm, yeah, that's beautiful. All right, the last question is, what do you want your kids to say at your funeral? He never left the room, and he was always there with curiosity <laughs> and expectation. Very, uh, very efficient. Uh, <laughs> it's very judicious of you. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I I would uh, I I think I would I think I would want to hear from them what I would want to hear from anybody, I think, and that is. Uh, some form of, I never wondered whether my dad loved me. Mm. I never wondered. Mm. I always knew. Yeah. Jesus, good answer. <laughs> As you're saying that, I'm like, yeah, that's all I want my kids to know. Yeah, no, that's I all. agree. If I heard them say that, I would feel like I did it. Yeah, and I mean, if I say that, I don't, I don't mean like. Uh, he was always nice to me. Right, 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 right. I don't mean, you know, he never made mistakes. Mm -hmm. Like, I would want that to include the whole sense of like, he made mistakes all the time. And he never failed to come back and say, he'd screwed up. Yeah. Now we're going to repair this. That's yeah. all part of what it means to never wonder hmm. whether or not you're loved. That's, yeah, that's amazing. I can't see your angel wings, but I assume you just keep them tucked behind your uh, your body there. Um, I'm, we are okay. Gosh, under it's a so, sea it's so of... good. It's so good that my wife is not on this recording. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? I feel like, I feel like one of the angel things we wings. need to start doing on Dadville, John, is just have the wife barely in periphery just so you can yeah. see her face. Right. Just a little commentary. That's not true. She'd say that angel wings. She's like, no, like, don't you know? Like, I clip those horns growing out of his head every morning. <laughs> yeah, the devil is an angel right. of light. Let's That's not forget. Um, well, thank you, thank you, thank yes, you, thank you. We, thank you we are it. so grateful for your wisdom and all the work you do. Mm. It's it's really wonderful and beautiful, and, mm. and you are just mm. a joy to be with. So thank you oh, so much for your time. Thanks for having me. I would, uh, you know, well, you didn't actually say this, but uh, I would love to come back. If you oh, want. don't you worry. That's, we'll, we'll be annoying. Anytime. Yeah, yeah. Anytime. There's, uh, you may look out and just see John and I in your front yard tomorrow morning. <laughs> Dad <laughs> 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 <laughs>